Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show as we start what should be a very fun and busy week. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Warm and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, lots of pre-owned inventory. A great service department and sales staff. Home of the repeat customer. That's all Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. The Sunbury Motors studio back in one piece today after about a week in Indy at the Big Ten Tourney after a good run from Penn State. I'm looking forward to now March Madness coming up beginning tomorrow. And... Every Monday show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Head to purdyinsurance.com as well. Home, auto, life, business, all the latest insurance needs. They've got you to protect what matters most. The true pros, pros in insurance needs. It's all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or head to purdyinsurance.com. And we got a... Loaded show to start off right off the bat here. We got Ken Pomeroy today breaking down the brackets. And, of course, free agency has got it off to a crazy start. And we've got Jerry Dulac of Steelers Radio Network, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, joining us at 435 today. Hope to get some Eagles guests later on this week as well. Both PA teams starting off with some splashes. We'll get to those in a sec. But, of course, Tom Brady is back. And... All I had to do was just laugh when I saw that. Because I wasn't surprised like I'm sure many people were, were not surprised either. You just had a feeling that this might have, his retirement announcement was a little premature. And I was surprised by it. I mean, I, I wasn't surprised by it because of the reports, but I was surprised that he was thinking about it now. Especially the way he went out in losing the way they did against the Rams. I'm just thinking to myself, there's no way he can end his career like that. He would want one more shot. And so he's back. Now, all the uncertainty that surrounds the Bucks <laughs> is starting to come back to fruition. Well, you, at least for now, you, you still have to bring some key free agents back, including Gronk. And, of course, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back either. But when I saw that, I just was like, 
I mean, really. <laughs> I I put him in the dope category for that one. It's like uh, okay, like you were retired for a, a month and a half. I just I I I when people do things like that when they're so indecisive, it starting to remind me a little bit of Brett Favre, but at least he didn't he didn't. Uh, grinded out the way Brady did. At least Brady was quick about it to change his decision. But still, just like, make a decision and stick with it. Like, enough's enough. Do you want to retire or do you want to keep playing? We all knew we wanted to keep playing, so why did... Why, I, I, just don't under, I just don't get the thought process with him. I, I don't know. I'm not him, so maybe something else was going on. Who knows, but... Bottom line is he's back and looks like he might be able to play till he's 45, like he had mentioned a few years ago. Now we get to what the PA teams have done. And so far, we're going to start with the Steelers. Looks like the new QB1 is in town. One, Mitchell Trubisky. It had been talked about before as a, a possible spot where the Steelers might go, knowing what they have returning right now in the post-Big Ben era is Mason Rudolph, of course, who has the contract extension coming in that goes into this season that we've talked numerous times about with Neil Kulong. We'll talk to him about that tomorrow, and I can't wait what he has to say about this signing of Mitchell Trubisky. But there are others mentioned that we talked about, Teddy Bridgewater and the like. Do you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? But the Steelers end up going with Mitch Trubisky, which, of course, is no surprise, but... When you look at it at the grand scheme of things, it's kind of odd that if you're the Steelers, knowing that this was coming up with Big Ben, that you would that you still brought you still brought back Mason Rudolph and gave him a pretty good amount of money. So I think there was a little bit indecisiveness, and I don't really understand why. To me, you have to pick one or the other. It's either you bring back, you stick with Mason Rudolph, or you take a chance with Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think bringing both in, to me, does nothing. Because I think both maybe have... Maybe you have a little bit of a higher ceiling with Mitchell Trubisky, very, very slightly. But even so, you're talking about pretty much two mediocre quarterbacks at best. So why are you wasting money on both of them when your team has plenty of other needs? So I, I certainly get the, the outrage with Steeler Nation today with the signing of Mitchell Trubisky because... Now you got two mediocre quarterbacks on the roster. Dwayne Haskins is still kind of a wild card, but I think but he is what he is basically at this point. Do they still draft somebody like a Malik Willis that keeps being linked to the Steelers in their spot midway through the draft? I, I just think, especially if they do draft a quarterback in the first round, and I don't, I, I still don't, I'm not convinced that they will because this quarterback class is so weak unless it's Kenny Pickett who may or may not be on the board at that time I've seen too many draft boards and too many mock drafts of him going top 10, top 15, top 20 I, I have no clue what teams what, what the read is on Kenny Pickett but I can see him being a fit with the Steelers should they want to go that way but if they do get somebody in the first round then again then I would say probably signing Trubisky was probably not the greatest idea. So you still have to see a lot a lot play out for the Steelers here as far as how this plays out and what else they do, either at quarterback and elsewhere. But 
you feel like a little too much money's been spent on quarterbacks that really aren't going to get you anywhere, you think, and when it terms when you look at the big picture. But we'll talk to Jerry Dulac about that today, 435. And then the Eagles wasn't surprised by it, but I'm very pumped about it as they sign Hassan Riddick. And he is back in Philly, and I'm very happy about that, Steve. So there is no complaints from me on this Monday as we begin a busy week. That's a great double overtime win over Orlando, who, if they were in the Premier League, would be relegated. All right. Um, Get so... the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Okay, that might be my only complaint was that disaster of a game last night, but that's okay. I'm happy with the Son Reddick right now. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the, uh, the one quick note, and you know, I the ESPN guys uh, just bother me no end, as you know. You know, and I'm not talking about the announcers or anything. That's not what I'm talking about. But you look at the headlines today: LeBron ten thousandth assist. The Lakers got crushed last night. I mean, crushed. I watched some of that game. They were terrible. Alien Sports. And look, isn't it great how he got his 10,000th assist to Carmelo Anthony? It was totally irrelevant. They were destroyed. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he had another. Historic 50-point performance. Yeah. Okay. Again, Will Chamberlain had 112 of those. (laughs) Okay. Bingo! I mean, I'm not joking. I mean, Will Chamberlain had 112 of them. But it's historic. <laughs> okay, great. I'm glad it's historic to you. It's to me. I'm like, okay. Uh, then there's Tom Brady coming back. Now, this is bad news for Jalen Hurts. You know that? Oh, yeah. This was complaint number two. I'm sorry. Okay, I had a couple. Okay. This is bad news for Jalen Hurts. When Brady retired, he moved up. The quarterback ladder. Brady comes back, and now Jalen Hurts moves back down. All right. It's just, I mean, I'm just telling you. Just, you know. But it's when, he, it's when he did it. Come on. You know what? You played college football. Right? Don't upstage the biggest day for all these young people, men and women. Don't upstage their big day. Don't do that. He could. I mean, he could have done it Saturday. He could have done it today, this morning. But not when they're doing the brackets. Hey, you've got 136 schools sitting there, men and women. 68 men, 68 women. And all of them got upstaged last night by Tom Brady. I don't mind he comes back. He can do whatever he wants. It's his career. But just have a sense for the moment. Yeah, he's a dope. 
You know, I have a sense for it. I mean, that would that, that the timing of it was wrong. He could have done it Saturday. I mean, you're telling me it like he woke up and had a revelation on Sunday, right? Or done it during the afternoon, but he announces it during the NCAA selection. I mean, come on. He overshadowed the men's selection. Then he overshadowed the women's selection. It's just that. Ah, Okay, it was how he did it wasn't right. I don't mind if he comes back, but you know what? You didn't know Saturday. You didn't know Sunday morning. You couldn't have done it today. You couldn't have called the five free agents that the Bucks have and say, hey, "Look, by the way, I'm going to announce on Monday morning I'm coming back." I mean that I just don't like how like when he did it. Like that that was one of those it's all about me moments. Like let let some other people have their moment. Right? Let Norfolk State have its moment where they know they're gonna get announced, but they get to jump up and down. Okay. Or you know, or or pick, you know, American in women's basketball. They're gonna have their moment when they get picked. Matt is all excited about the Colgate-Wisconsin matchup. I would be a little nervous if I'm Wisconsin. That's all I'm going to say. I think Colgate fared out very well with this matchup. How many wins does Colgate have this season? Uh, 20-something. How many quad four wins do they have? I know the answer to that already. It's probably zero, but I, I don't. They, they, they have twenty quad four wins. Okay, twenty. Twenty. Okay. They have, I believe, what they have twenty three wins this year. Some number like that. I believe they have or twenty four wins. They have like four quad one two three wins. Penn State has ten. Yeah, 23 and 11 this season. Sorry. They have three wins, quads one, two, and three. Penn State is 10. Penn State's not in the tournament. They have very good guard play. There is not a player in the Patriot like Johnny Davis. Zero. Nada. Uh, but Johnny Davis, now here, let's go with the pluses for Colgate. Good guard play. Conference champion, confident, and better bench. I, except here's the issue: it only comes into play if there's foul trouble. It does not come into play in the NCAA tournament in terms of fatigue. Why? The TV timeouts are all three minutes longer than usual. There's an extra TV timeout in the first half on the first coach called use it or lose it. You get five of those each half. Fatigue is you have a lot of rest time because when you pay a billion, you got to somehow make it back. How do you make it back? Well, (laughs) you sort of make it back with commercials. And that is that's why the bench part does not play as big a role 
That's why you'll see most teams will dial it back and sometimes play just seven guys. But Wisconsin does not have a, quote, productive bench. They only average eight, eight bench points a game. Um, which, if I wasn't broadcasting the games, almost none of you would know that. That's <laughs> okay. okay. Almost none of you would know that, okay? Um, Davis was not good at all on Friday night. Now, he got hurt against Nebraska. I mean, they beat Illinois. Excuse me, they beat Purdue. What a huge win for them. And they're going crazy. And then they lose to Nebraska in a game where Davis gets hurt. I mean, Davis got hurt. He hurt the ankle. Uh, I thought he moved pretty well Friday night. But, boy, he was off his game. He was 3-19 from the field on Friday night. 3-19. And then there's the other part. It's a road game. The game is in Milwaukee. Oh, that's a big problem. I say uh, it'll be Wisconsin in the end by seven. How about that? That's fair. And I know there's a lot of Patriot. Oh, Patriot. Hey, guys, guys, guys. All right. Remember when C.J. McCollum played for Lehigh? Penn State played him. Had no problem with him. Right? And unfortunately, when Penn State played Bucknell with Mike, Mike was held to single digits. I mean, it's, like when teams are ready for you, they're ready for you. Colgate's very good. And Wisconsin, Seth Davis yesterday. Oh, Wisconsin plays that slow style. I'm sitting there going, Seth, it's not 2012. <laughs> They're like in the one fifties <laughs> out of three fifty eight in pace. It's like, uh, no, Seth. All right, no. They put out these analytics for a reason. You can read them. So, couldn't believe he said that yesterday at the end of the show. I go, oh, I go. What the heck is he talking about? I texted Dick. I said, did you hear that? He goes, unreal. (laughs) Unreal. But, uh, I'll tell you how to be worried Ohio State. They got Loyola of Chicago. That is not a good matchup for Ohio State. I've got that upset in my bracket. No question about it. And Ohio State is not playing well. They've got a real problem. Kyle Young isn't playing, so there's like there's a heart and soul John Hara type of player, and Kyle Young is not going to play this week. I don't think. I don't think he's going to make it back. I know the reason he's out, and I don't think he's going to make it. Zed Key, who could be a real issue, boy, I'll tell you, watching him Thursday night, maybe the extra week is exactly what he needs. But he wasn't moving well on the. You know, I could tell he wasn't going to play. I, I I said to Dick, I said I said I'm watching him. I said I I said he's moving, but he's like barely moving. I said I don't think he's going to play, and he didn't. Uh, Jamari is not. This is not a great spot for Jamari to be in, um, because he's forced to play a different way compared to what is his best way to play. Chris plays differently. Branham is really good. 
I mean, Branham is an NBA guy. There's no doubt. Uh, can hit some threes, very right-hand centric. And, as you know, I think Liddell is the toughest guard, I mean two guard, in the Big Ten because of his ability to play inside and outside. But I think Loyola, they are a veteran team that really plays well together. And I think that's a bad matchup for Ohio State. Ohio State will have the home court. They'll be in Pittsburgh. They'll have a lot of fans that will make the trip over. And Colgate's got to go to Milwaukee. But they get to play the home of the Bucks, which that place is beautiful. Woo! That place is beautiful. The Matt's got Colgate in the Elite Eight. <laughs> uh, no, just, just winning a game. That's a little deep. A little deep. <laughs> but they will give them a they will give them a good game, but I think in the end Wisconsin won by seven. We have Ken Pomeroy today. See that Megan Leg gave us a like on the uh, on the uh, Facebook page. Thanks, Megan. Loves Matt's rants. Wow. Well, happy Pi Day. 3.14. And happy birthday, Julia McGrath. The incredible one. All right. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Summer, go to purdyinsurance.com. Matt has already filled out his bracket. He has Colgate, Loyola of Chicago, and Norfolk State, three of his final four with Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. out of auto repair. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show... Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, motorcycle, boat, whatever it may be. They will make sure you are fully covered and protected with the best possible price. They'll do whatever they can to save you money. And... uh 
It's all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street, and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 to 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. So, Mitchell Trubisky is going to the Steelers on a two-year deal. Hello? Any noise out there? (laughs) Brandon Scherf, by the way, signed with the Jaguars. I'd have felt better about the Steelers if they signed Scherf and not Trubisky. (sighs) You know the good thing, though, about Trubisky going to the Steelers? He's not going to your New York football giants. No, I could care less about that. Is if he signed with an NFC team, it would have dropped Jalen Hurts down another peg. (laughs) Just kidding. No God! No God! No God! And again, Matt has Colgate in the final four. Actually, my bracket is one of the more tamer brackets that I've had in recent years, I will say. Meaning? I don't have anything, like, too crazy this time around. Normally, I I usually try to make some, like, crazy pick just to kind of take a chance, but I kind of went a little more conservative this time. All right. But also, I mean, I I just I just go by feeling how I feel about the matchups. That's also kind of the way it went when I did my bracket last night. I have no, believe it or not, I have no issues with the thirty-six teams that are in. None. All right, the thirty-six they they picked, I have no issues with. You're like, man, sixty-eight. No, the only the committee only picks thirty-six of them. The other thirty-two are automatic bids. Uh, so I I really don't have any issues with the thirty-six they picked. And I only have, like, three issues on seeding. For the most part, I think it's seeded right. Uh, but you can tell that they did not in any way, shape, or form take the conference tournaments into account when it came to seeding. Except for with Virginia Tech. When you're in 11, it looks like winning that game got you in. And I know they don't do the last 12 game anymore deal. They don't do that. But Virginia Tech's won 13 of its last 15 games. So I thought 11, I'd I'd have moved, I'd I'd have put them at a 9. Put them into an 8 9 game. 11 didn't quite square with me. I'd have moved Iowa up a line from 5 to 4. And I would have moved Tennessee up one line. That's about it. Really wouldn't have changed much else. Now the bad news for Baylor, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Auburn. In the history of the NCAA tournament, no regular season champion 
that got knocked out in the first round of their conference tournament, their first conference tournament game, has ever won the national championship. Matt already knew that, though. No. Maybe not. Oh, my almighty! No. No, actually, I did not know that. Well, there's a reason why I host. I know. It's a good nugget by you. It's never happened. Yeah, just so you know. But that they never have. And... I just thought I'd throw that in there as you're putting your brackets together. We asked the suit about a bracket, and he already has everything set for the Texas race for IndyCar and a full bracket set for that. I said, no. I said, I said, do you ever notice that? I said, you don't go along with the pack? F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul So Derek Barnett's headed for free agency. Brandon Graham's 34. So they signed Hassan Reddick. Yeah, so he's coming back home. Temple guy. Love and it. And a New Jersey guy. Um, which means Barnett's probably not going to be back. Yeah, good, and he can go. I mean, he can go jump offside for somebody else now. Is it logical? Yeah, it's logical. Is it a game changer? No. Well, it's better than what they have. It's a certain upgrade. And if you go and if you either make another signing or if you draft somebody in the first round with the three picks you have, you can turn the pass rush and turn it up real quick. Plus what you have already on the interior with Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox, should he still be an eagle at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean, I would grade it A-B. It's about what it is. Okay. It doesn't make you happy, but yeah. I I go B plus, so that's okay. I'm I'm okay with you giving it a B. It's a B. You know, it's not like you know, like the Bengals get B J Hill now. B J Hill, perfect for what they want. Okay. You know, rotational player. Okay. So, you know, so the, you know, that's probably like an A or an A minus signing for them. This signing, yeah, it's a B. Not a C, not an A, but a B. He'll help them. He won't be awesome and incredible, but he'll help them. It's kind of like uh, the Bengals signing Ted Karras to be in their offensive line. That'd be a B. 
You're not buying any of this. No, I I hear you. I'm, that's fair. I mean, you know, Tennessee signed Harold Landry. Okay, going back to Tennessee, that's probably a B. Hey, Landry's Landry's a good player. Zach Ertz is going to stay with the Cardinals. Good. Now, to be honest with you, you've got a uh, heck of a tight end already. You didn't need him. Yeah, good for Zach. He should stay out there with Arizona. That was a good fit for them right off the bat. Yeah, good player. But Hassan Reddick. Okay. Here's another good one. Providence and South Dakota State. South Dakota State hasn't lost in two months, and they pile up points. Providence is 11 and 2 in games decided by five points or less. 11 and 2. Creighton did something that you need to do. They didn't bother making it a five point game, they blew them out (laughs) in the garden. That's how you take care of problems. That's what South Coast State needs to do. They just need to just fire away and just let her fly. That is a very dangerous matchup right there for Providence. As soon as I saw that, I went, ooh, you know. Like, uh, that's not great. Oh, good. What, the Sixers have uh, Denver, huh? Correct. Second on of a back-to-back. Yeah. All right. Nikola Jokic. Yeah. They get to face a professional basketball player. Very good. <laughs> uh, but overrated MVP candidate. Let me just throw that out there. Why do you say that? I mean, he's he's a good player. He's I worthy, mean, he's, but he's not he's, he's not better than Embiid. Like Embiid should Joel be the better Embiid, candidate, no question. Is Joel Embiid the top candidate for the MVP? In my no, opinion, absolutely. No, no, no question. But don't look over at Nikola Jokic and ask, like, well, oh, he's going to bury this guy. The guy can play. The guy is a really terrific passer, good shooter, moves better for a big man than you'd realize. Embiid's just, right, at this stage, Embiid's a little bit better. But he's only a little bit better. He's not like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean... This isn't Mel Counts against Will Chamberlain. Come on. <laughs> you act like it's, oh, hey, this is unreal. They shouldn't be on the same court. It's like, uh, no. All I'm saying is we need, to, we need to pump the brakes a little bit on Djokovic. That's all I'm saying. Jokic. Uh, and Jokic, rather, yeah. We, we, we need to pump well, the brakes he, a little well, bit with him. Well, he's the reigning MVP, for goodness sakes. Yeah, and I thought M- I thought MV guy was a little bit of a of a snuff last year. No, I I had no problem with Jokic getting it. I don't really care. I don't really say I don't really care who wins the MVP. I don't know why you even care. Who cares? Like who wins the championship? So I was going back to the LeBron thing earlier. His ten thousandth assist. I'm like going. They got buried. What does it matter? Like when when when. The postmortem is done on his career. Now you talk about it. Well, and he got it to his buddy, Camarillo Anthony. I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, going, so what? It was such an important play. It made it made it 26. I mean, they got buried by Phoenix last night. 
And Phoenix didn't, you know, I know the Lakers don't have Anthony Davis, but Phoenix doesn't have Chris Paul. You know, I got a guy in here telling me that, like, Embiid is just, I mean, he's going to crush Jokic. He's going to make it. He's not going to crush Jokic. It's going to be a good matchup. Is Embiid better this year? Yeah, he's better this year. But he's not facing the little sisters of the poor. No, but Embiid was better last year, too, in my opinion. That's all I'm saying. Jokic is a good player. He's a great player. All I'm saying is Embiid's is better. Well, I'll tell you, the difference is the West has better teams. Um, especially last year. Last year, West had better teams. The West has been better in the East for a while now. You may have an Eastern team like Milwaukee win the title, but the West has a, a has a depth of better teams. I mean, he's not going out there game in and game out facing Orlando. True, but then you have teams like uh, Golden State. Yeah. Yeah. Other teams like that. No. Yeah. I've heard of them. Phoenix. I mentioned Phoenix to the suit, and he got all confused. I said, what's wrong? He goes, no, no, you mean Pahonix. I go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just... That just goes without saying. <laughs> scary, scary. It doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter who wins the MVP. I, I could, I could care less who's the MVP in anything anymore. I used to be like, "Hey, oh, who's going to win the MVP?" I stopped feeling that way twenty-five years ago. I'm like, so what? Who wins the title? That's what I care. Who cares? And to me, that's what the whole deal is about. I don't care who's the finals MVP. I mean, look, and I voted for the all-tournament team yesterday, including MVP, things like that. i got to vote for the Wooden Award. I mean, I vote for stuff like that. Okay, so I do vote for things. Right. But I, I, I stopped caring about who the MVP of a league is way, way long time ago. Because you know what? It's a nice bonus for the guy. Or a woman, if it's, you know, like the WNBA or whatever it may be, great. It's tremendous recognition. Great. What does it mean in the big scheme of winning a championship? That's what it's all about. Jokic got the MVP last year. They won the title. Nope. I mean, who's been the best player in the NBA for the last 15 years? I mean, come on. I mean, let's get serious. I mean, who's been the best player the last 15 years? Year in, year out, year in, year out. Who's been the best player? Well, that'd be LeBron. Yeah. And he only has, like, I don't know, three, four of them, maybe. That's it. I mean, Jordan didn't win every year. Jordan was the best player. Okay? So you just sit back and go, okay, fine. That, that's nice. 
I'm happy for you. I stopped caring about who the league MVP was in every single sport 25 years ago. But if that's what makes you happy and keeps you from going off the deep end of the show, <laughs> I'm with you on Joel Embiid. He's the, he is the greatest player in Philadelphia since Allen Iverson. How about that? There you go. How many championships did Iverson win? Get the oh. lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Not as many as uh, Embiid. Okay. Just checking. Who's the best player in franchise history? That would be one uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. The guy with 112 50-point games. Okay. Some with the Warriors, the Philadelphia Warriors. And some with the Lakers, but a lot with the Sixers. All right. We will come back with uh, more in a moment. As Matt puts his campaign together as a one-man Joel Embiid. Bring him on. He's better than Julius Randle. You, sir, are my hero. Are you sure he's better than Julius Randle? No. <laughs> Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. 